Hello everyone, this is Jawar Steven here with another World Cup 2018 update and yesterday we recently concluded the quarterfinals and I'm gonna say it right now, I really don't want this World Cup to end I mean, this has been a really exciting, intriguing World Cup there's been a lot of great games Amazing goals, smart tactics, and unforgettable moments in this World Cup. And yesterday was no different. First off, we had England playing Sweden, which is a game that I thought would have been challenging for England, given Sweden the Swedes' physicality and their, their strength and their, their height I thought that they would have been able to deal with set pieces deal with Harry Kane very well and in a way they did deal with Harry Kane because he wasn't able to score but they were disappointing aerially you know they weren't that amazing at set pieces they weren't good going forward England had a lot of the possession Jordan Pickford, England's goalkeeper by the way, made some really stellar saves which kept England in the game. But he deserves a lot of credit coming along in the second half with the first goal for England was a corner. Ashley Young for England um, sent the corner in and Harry Maguire headed the ball and went to the back of the net which I thought Sweden would have been better at corners. I thought they would have been able to have command in their own 18 yard box and be able to deal with any incoming headers and so on. But it wasn't the greatest performance from Sweden. We've seen a lot better from them. They struggled to get any sort of possession. England's formation was very. It was the same formation they used. Three at the back with their wing backs being very active on either side, coming back and defend and helping out in attacking. I think it's because of this that England were able to control the game. England will be able to attack from many points. Sweden's goalkeeper, he had an alright game, he made a couple of saves, a couple of stops, and really the only reason England weren't four goals up is because they weren't clinical enough. England lacked that finishing touch and they weren't able to be the clinical England that we need that they needed to be. And but in the second half a ball was whipped in again, Delhi Ali, uh, English midfielder was able to get another header. He just ran past the Swedish defensive line. And he was able to score yet another aerial header against Sweden. The Swedes really switched off at that point. As I said, they never really got going in the game. England kept most of the possession. Sweden had a couple of chances with Forsberg and these guys hitting a couple of shots. But as I said, Jordan Pickford made some really stellar saves. And there was nothing really impressive about the game. I guess England won the match, I would say, pretty easily. 
talking point of the game I'm still I still can't score a goal for England. I don't know what his problem is. He's doing so well at club level but just can't seem to get anything going for England. Deli Ali I thought he had a good game. He was his movement on and off the ball was fantastic. And I think that he he's gonna be a really big player going forward in the rest of this World Cup. I'm expecting him to be a lot more active. And I really hope Sterling get a goal as well. England's defence is perfect. I think that that back three of Harry Maguire, John Stones and Kyle Walker is working. They're keeping out the goals and they're doing well. And I think that Jordan Pickford has shown that he's very capable in the, in goal. He's made a couple of world-class saves that have saved England and kept his clean sheet. And he's really good. And we're looking forward to see him in the semi-finals. The next match was another unforgettable match. We had host nation Russia facing off against Croatia. Now I was thinking that this should be a good easy win for Croatia because it has a lot of quality in their team. It was far from it. Croatia went to the very strong lineup, their midfield trio. They actually swapped out um one of their midfielders and they brought on Kramaric, who's a, originally a striker, but they're playing him is as a centre forward and I think that was a very good move for Croatia, bringing on an extra attacking threat. Luka Modric, the captain, and Ivan Rakitic, of course, they were they were the playmakers for Croatia with the midfielders there. And something wasn't, I guess it wasn't right. I think Russia tactics they didn't switch to a five at the back this time. What they did was they were pressing a bit. They're pressing Croatia with a bit of high pressure and I think that forced Luka Modric and even Rakitic to have to drop deeper. Almost as if they were playing in defense. And what that was causing is Vrshalko, the right back, and the um Petric, the left back for um Croatia, they were pushing forward to create something and just get some sort of creativity going forward because Croatia was lacking in that a bit and Modric and Rakitic were sitting deep pinging the balls all over the midfield just trying to get something happening and it wasn't really working out too well Russia's clear tactic was to defend for this match and but they set up their team similar to Croatia's in order to try and hit them on the counter-attack they had Golovin, Dibuza up front the tall striker for Russia, he was holding up the play, sending the ball, you know, getting, making, basically making time for Russia to get numbers forward. Semedov, he's their right midfielder, one of the quicker players on the pitch, and he was able to you know, send crosses in and make plays. And Russia actually looked very interesting, but it's in the 36 minutes was where Russia took the lead, where Croatia is a bit sloppy in midfield, giving the ball away. The ball is passed up to Dibuza, who holds up the play expertly and knocks the ball down to Denis Cherishev, who has been on fire for Russia so far, 
with four goals and he just picks up the ball he's being taken down by a defender and what does he do he just shoots and the ball curls and goes into the back of the net out of nowhere from about 25 yards out maybe 30 and no one saw that coming I mean the goalkeeper Subasic he was never gonna save that no way there's absolutely no chance for him man one nil Russia took the very unexpected lead. Well, Croatia had to change things, so what they did is they started pressing a lot more, using the wings to get the ball in. And finally worked, Ivan Perisic down the wing, sends a, a cross in, and it hit off, well, Kramaric headed the ball in. And that was what they wanted, and Croatia equalised off that play, using their wide players to get the ball upfield, pulling the ball back with a, a, a cross backwards, and Kramaric heading the ball in the back of the net, 1-1, going into half-time. And this is where things got interesting in the second half, because Croatia piled on the pressure, and they probably had about... 75 shots on target, but not on target, but 75 shots in goal. Croatia had all the possession in that second half. They were making all the plays, having a lot of shots. They kept possession, and all Russia could really do was defend. They were defensive throughout the entire second half. Ivan Perisic hit off the post, and it hit the inside of the post and came back out of the play. It was very unfortunate for him not to score there. And he got substituted right after that. And it really was just a bombardment. But a couple of saves from Akinfiv, deflections, a lot of corners for Croatia. <coughs> and somehow, some week, it was still only 1-1. One, one. one key part that was hindered that Russia were playing a counter-attacking game. They were counter-attacking Croatia every time you know, they were able to. Because that was the only way they were going to get upfield. To make any sort of chances. And Subasic held the ball. And the way he landed, he sort of injured his right foot, pulling a hamstring. And that was a major concern for them because... You know, they had just made all three substitutions in within 90 minutes, so he wouldn't have been able to come off. But if the game had been forced to extra time, then both teams would have been allowed an extra substitution, because that's in the rule by FIFA, right? And so it goes to extra time, so they're in the first half of extra time. And Supercitch still looks like he's a bit injured. But another player... Brishalko, the right back for Croatia, he gets injured, so they bring on Koluka in defence, completely forgetting about Daniel Subasic, all about Subasic, the goalkeeper for Croatia, who had injured his leg. So he, the play is going on, Croatia is still attacking, and I have to give full credit to one man, Luka Modric. He looked Bone dead tired. Flat out had probably no stamina. 
and he was still taking the ball, driving forward, trying to make something happen, leading his team, Croatia, and Luka Modric, fully well deserved man of the match. He was the, I think the only thing really keeping Croatia going was Luka Modric, Luka Modric barking all over his team, leading my example and showing them what is needed to be done and it was really it was a brilliant show by Luka Modric and I was very proud to see one of my favorite players really stand up on the world stage Matteo Kovacic also kind of disappointed me I thought he would have been a bit better he kind of just seemed lost in the game and he, he never really got anything going. He gave away possession a couple times. And we'll get back to Kovacic in a sec. We will get back to Kovacic. And what we really need to talk about was Subasic, right? Because in second half of extra time, Croatia gets a corner, I believe. Luka Modric sends the ball in and what happens what happens is Vida which is Domagoj Vida for Croatia sends it back for Croatia he rises tallest he headers the ball and it goes into the back of the net goal for Croatia from a corner Russia very sloppy just Missing out on the play, just falling asleep a little bit. And Croatia capitalized. They're celebrating. They're winning this game. Croatia winning. What happens about uh, 14 minutes later is all Croatia had to do was hold on to this win. And they would not have gone to penalties. A silly foul by Joseph Pivaric, the Croatian. Just outside the box. Croatia send the ball in. Alan Jagoev sends the, the cross in. And Mario Fernandez, the Brazilian born, playing for Russia, gets his head to the ball and it goes into the back of the net and gives Russia a lifeline. Who would have thought? I really would not have thought that Russia would have won that game. Would have not won the game, sorry. Russia would have, you know, pulled the game back there. It was really shocking to see that. And as a Croatian fan, you were supporting Croatia for that game, I was very disappointed. So they went to penalties, and Subasic was still injured. Subasic was not able to get substituted. We had no more substitutes. And so Subasic would have to take his injured hamstring self. And save penalties. Russia stepped up and took this first penalty. Fedor Smolov stepped up. Saved by Subasic. Subasic saves the first penalty. Russia down. Marcelo Brozovic for Croatia steps up. He scores his penalty. Croatia <coughs> have scored there. They're one up. Alan Zagorev steps up for Russia. He scores his penalty. Mateo Kovacic 
I was really hoping he would score his, but he doesn't see it. He doesn't score his penalty. Igor Akinfeev saves his penalty. Russia with a chance to come back and maybe go into the lead here. Mario Fernandez for Russia. You see him one who equalized. Fires wide and he misses his penalty. Luka Modric actually, when he was taking his penalty, he shot. Akinfeev saved his penalty. But the ball bounced against the post and went up to the roof of the net and it scored. Somehow, so that was a spectacular penalty from Luka Modric. And everyone else after that scored their penalties, but Ivan Rakitic was the last penalty taker for Croatia. Had they scored, had he scored his penalty, Croatia would win. He step up and he scores his penalty. Croatia get the win. And boy, was it a tough fight. I thought that Croatia really dragged this match out in the... They seem very tired in extra time. They sort of, I don't want to say disappointed me, but they weren't the best ever. It was a bit shocking to me, and I I think it's going to be very interesting where they face England, who have a very quick, they have a very quick team, a physical team, and they also have a team that, they have a lot of stamina on some of their players, so it's going to be interesting how Croatia takes them on. And I'm going to get to the analysis of that now. So the semi-final matches are France versus Belgium and Croatia versus England. The winners of these two games will meet in the final, while the losers will play in the third place playoff. So the analysis for Croatia-England, just as I said, I think England has a bit Quicker team, a lot of the players are quicker, a lot more stamina, better defensively, I would say. Um, I think Croatians have midfield maestros, a better passing team, a better possession team, but England are definitely going to be hitting them hard on the counter-attack. Set pieces are going to be an issue, probably, for Croatia, so it's going to be very interesting. I'm hoping that Croatia wins, but if I'm being realistic, I am seeing an England win for the semi-final. Um, and yeah, what Croatia will have to do is they're going to have to be clinical with every single chance that they get. Luka Modric and Ivan Rakitic will make plays. They will give Croatia chances. And I think that if England slip up a bit at the end of the day, can capitalize, Mario Mandzukic, Perisic, they will need to be clinical for Croatia, and I think that's how they're going to win, England, I think that, because they will be, they should be lacking possession in this game on paper, they're going to be hitting Croatia hard on the counter-attack, throwing numbers forward, and similar to the Brazil-Belgium game, I think England are going to be getting most of their goals, most of the chances, I should say, from counter-attacks. That is where I'm seeing England winning. Um, it's going to be interesting. I want to see if Subasic, the Croatian goalkeeper, is going to be fit to play. So if not, then that is quite concerning for Croatia. 
I am hoping a Croatia wins, but as I said, I am seeing an England win in this World Cup semi-final. So let's talk about France-Belgium, which is probably, which I think should be the final, but it isn't gonna happen. My gosh, this is gonna be very, very, it's gonna be very hard. It's gonna be a very, very tough match for France and Belgium. Belgium, they're going to do the same thing they did against Brazil, bringing on Philly, Fialini and Chadley. And they're also going to have De Bruyne, probably going to put him in that attacking role again. He's going to be the key for them. He's going to be great going forward. Eden Hazard and Romelu Lukaku, very good attacking players. One of them, the best defenders in the world in that back three. Thibaut Courtois, he showed how good he is. It's going to be very tough to see just what he does. And I don't know. I'm hoping that he can... I'm hoping for France because I, I am supporting France for this game. France, I think they're going to go with the same lineup. I think Matuidi comes back in for Taliso. I think it's going to be Mbappe, Griezmann, and Giroud as usual, Paul Pogba, Kante, Matuidi, and we're going to have Maurice Ngo, Lucas Hernandez, and Pavard as the left back and right back, respectively, and Varane and Umtiti. That's going to be the lineup. I think the key to note is Ngolo Kante versus De Bruyne instead of Hazard. I think that if Kante can get the ball off the Bruyne, which he should be able to do, then he's going to be a solid. And I think that if he can limit the passing lanes to the Bruyne and from the Bruyne, I think that's going to be very essential to France stalemating Belgium's attack. Similarly, Paul Pogba needs to step up once again. Needs to be making the driving runs forward in the midfield, getting the ball forward to Mbappe, who is going to use space. Drew is going to be holding up the place, similarly as Lukaku. Griezmann's going to be his tricky self, trying to find space, get shots off. It's going to be a very good, very intense game. However, I am hoping for a France win. So, my prediction. Predict this one. Somehow I think that both teams are very evenly matched in this one. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. So thank you once again. I am trying to get another guest host to do a question and answer on the World Cup so far in this um, in my next podcast and so hopefully you should look out for that in my next podcast and Hope you'll enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy the World Cup. Peace.